0: It's so hard to believe, but
1: it's all coming back to me. It's all coming back, it's all coming back to me. Back. Oh, Donnie, thank <laughs> you. <laughs> oh, oh my boy, God. Some of
2: rocking back oh, and forth. I'm getting goosebumps. <laughs> Big show at Target Center tonight. And, and
1: yeah, I looked last night and there were like some like upper level tickets. If you didn't want to do a scalp ticket that were like $69. Because I, you know, I don't. Not a lot of people are going to go. Oh yeah, I'll go last minute for five hundred dollars. Yeah, no, that's not going to happen. But uh, people might go. Oh, I'd go and be up in a nosebleed seat. Sure. for sixty nine dollars. Oh, maybe I silly. should go to the nosebleed I, seat and just stand there and rock back and forth. Because you know she's going to have amazing <laughs> big screens. Oh, of of course, right? yeah. Okay, so I I was so happy that um, uh, the Today Show had this story because it has been vexing. And perplexing us, and we can't be the only ones. And that is the as the studios plunge into the streaming wars. Mm -hmm. It is like been uh, what? Because it seems like it's kind of cannibalizing itself in some ways. Yeah, in many ways. Yeah.
3: Because when you look at all the different streaming services, it's like, Nah, I'm not doing Apple TV Plus. Yeah. But why bother? Well, and then, <laughs> based
1: on what they are offering, yeah, I think there'll be a rapid, people sign up for one month. They don't have enough. They Is have it, about six right now. Right, but only one getting like, really good reviews yes, Dickens, yes. Dickinson. Dickinson. Dickinson's getting good reviews. I mean, we'll talk to Neil Justin about mm-hmm. it. But but, I, right. But the Today Show kind of did. They had somebody do it from a consumer angle because you think okay, CBS and NBC, I can see why they're jumping in because it's a new revenue thing for them, but yet you can already get their a lot of their stuff You know what I mean? It's just so, but sure. the, this is a story that's kind of done more from the perspective of the consumer and price-wise, what makes sense. And they don't go in and say, like, if you're a Sprint customer, you get Hulu for free or if you're, you know, mm-hmm. they don't go in and give all those, but you know what you have and you know what you're, so you can just take it from there.
0: With shows starring some of Hollywood's biggest names. Your family. Apple wants a bite of the streaming industry. Its new service, Apple TV Plus, debuts today, hoping to become the next Must See TV. And more streamers are coming online soon, from Disney to HBO to our parent company, NBC Universal. But before you sign up, first consider the monthly price. Netflix charges $12.99 for its standard service. So does Amazon for its annual Prime membership, which includes streaming content. Hulu is $11.99 if you don't want to see ads. Now, compare that to Disney+, Plus coming out next week, loaded with everything from Disney and Pixar movies to Star Wars and Marvel films. It costs just $7 a month, about half that of the major players. Apple TV Plus is 5 bucks a month, but offers far less content for now. The good news? With these services, there's no contract, so you can cancel any time.
2: We're going to see more consumers definitely watch a show or a series of show they love and say Apple. Stop the service for a few months, maybe go to Netflix, from there go to Hulu.
0: If basic TV is all you want, the average cable or satellite bill is $107. Compare that to a streaming service with basic channels like Hulu Live or YouTube TV. Add in the price of internet service required to stream it, and it's a draw. And you no longer need cable to keep watching those classic network TV hits. Friends and Big Bang Theory will soon stream on HBO Max, launching next spring. Not to be outdone, Netflix grabbed Seinfeld. NBC Universal snagged The Office to stream on Peacock, also debuting in the spring. Okay, so you doing the math,
1: You're doing the math, it's like if you did in the streaming service, it'd be a hundred and five dollars. Your internet, then you add up. Let's say you had Netflix and Hulu, or what it would be like a hundred and five dollars versus you know yeah, the basic it TV. They cancels it canc- each, other, cancels out. each yeah. other out, and I do think that that is what people will will just do. Like I, I bet I cancel Apple TV after. One month. Well, and you watch for now because they don't have anything. When you watch the shows that you want to watch. I have that with Hulu a lot
3: In as much as there's only a few shows that are Hulu exclusives that I really want to watch, The Handmaid's Tale, the which act. is done for the season, which yeah, is the exactly. the worth you. it. And I like The Man in the High Castle, yeah. which is wrapping up. It's starting its well, that's last. Amazon. Oh, Amazon. Oh, yeah. yeah, Duh. Okay. Okay. So then it's one of those things where you're like, the way that I do the math in my head is that I used to go to the movies every week. Yeah. That's around 10. That was around $10. So I'm like, you know, I'm willing to pay that much in streaming content. So that's like a $40 a month where you kind of do the little math. Yeah. So
1: we'll find, we'll talk to Neil about what he, uh, has to say. He did review, um, Morning TV and some of his other recommendations. But I did read an interesting story. um, I think it was in the Wall Street Journal about like this one guy was wondering not that any of us are worried about big, you know, the network TV, but at the same time, um, they're like, this guy is like, are the networks going to be the pawns who lose out on this streaming thing? Well, you Mm. would think
2: they're going to siphon viewers, right? Yeah. From, From the networks
3: yeah you would think so so
2: and look let's face it i mean once apple really starts to crank out more and more and more content you think that price is going to stay the same no No. it's going to go up it never does it'll probably double in no time
3: and thinking there's an article in the new york times today about all of these streaming services and the way that they have changed our con or the concept of tv of like fall tv used to get really excited about it now that's probably not going to exist moving well, forward. Well,
1: you know, I don't know because then it's like there's the the retro um, uh, thing about because like something that's been around for a long time is fun to sit and watch a whole bunch of them or whatever. But there is. Because people got into this with Game of Thrones, there is something about watching something and having to wait a week. Oh, sure, we'll still have weekly things, but it won't yeah. be like yeah. this
3: fall on NBC. Right. We've got twenty new shows. Well, it's all
1: just a it's going to be less.
3: Yeah, and it's all less. just happening every single day of the year. Oh God! How do we keep up with it? I don't know. Well,
1: I thought that was kind of a <laughs> that made sense to me, and I just thought, okay, yeah, there isn't a contract. You can cancel any of your streaming services okay. whatever. You gotta so. make an Excel spreadsheet. That's right. <laughs> All right, listen. We come back. We're gonna talk uh, movies. A lot is happening. We're hitting that season. So Chris Hewitt from the Star. Need to play that music for me, just because I'm in my Liza Minnelli sequence today. It just today. seemed it
2: seemed appropriate, you know, because you're looking Hollywood.
1: I know, uh, aren't I? So Hollywood yeah. sequence for Celine. He's playing the Hollywood uh, ah, music. But I didn't find Chris Hewitt. Well, you know, no, he, you know. he takes the light rail, ah. and he might have just missed one by a second. Oh, so he'll yeah. be in here. Yeah, he'll show up. Okay, and- so I did uh watch the talk because I, I. I do always forget how much I like the Tox Halloween Show. This is the fifth year in a row, and what they do is that they do a lip sync battle. Fun! It is really good, and um, it's the fifth year in a row. I mean, they have backup dancers, they have you know amazing hair and costume and wardrobe, and you know money is spent, so it feels pretty. It'd be it would be easier to if you were going to have to do a lip sync battle to be, have a track that you're lip syncing over. And then the addition of having these dancers would make you feel kind of fearless. I would just think, Oh, you would just get into it. You get into character. character, Like the this was Marie Osmond's first time being part of the, uh, rocktober, um, whatever they call their cost, their costume. So, First up was Karianne Naba, who was J-Lo, and she did a medley of J-Lo. And of course, Karianne Naba got her start in the business as, as a dancer and then a choreographer. Mm-hmm. I'm sure she crushed it. Julia and I, or not Julia, I met her when she was like the person that was running the audition when they were doing a casting call at the old guthrie for the partridge family the revival they were going to do a series and oh, they did a casting that's how yes, I remember that. that's how julia and i ever yeah. got invited to the screen actor guild award because the oh. publicist of that was the publicist for screen actors yeah. and she was impressed i came two days in a row <laughs>
2: <laughs> and the rest is
1: you Australia. know, and Carrie Ann Inaba was running the auditions and stuff. Anyway, so she did J-Lo, and I have to say, she was really good. I was like, I couldn't believe how much she, A, looked like her, because the way they did her makeup and added hair extensions. Oh, I'm looking at the photo now. It's like she could be doing a J-Lo impersonation gig in Vegas. Right. Okay, so then she goes first. Then the second one is Marie Osmond, and she is Gwen Stefani singing sweet escape, doing a we... A treatment by treatment, like sort of the video in prison and okay. the outfit. Oh, she that, looks great. She looks wow. great. And then Cheryl Underwood came out and did Barry White. Oh, wow. And she was amazing. <laughs> then Sharon Osbourne came out looking like Stevie Nicks, but really looking more like kind of a pale Tina Turner. Yeah. She was such a bad Stevie Nicks. That's then, a little Miss Havisham there. Yeah, it's very, oh. they got Sharon the hair wrong. Cool. They put her in the, they, it's just a bad. And then Eve came out as supermodel at RuPaul. Doing that song, Supermodel. Mm -hmm. The winner, Cheryl Underwood as Blair, or as uh, Barry White. He's won (laughs) it like a couple years in a row. All right, Chris Hewitt. (laughs) Is he here? Hey! Hi, Chris Chris Let's talk movies! I'm just giving my review of a Halloween show that I like the... uh, the the lip sync battle they do on the talk.
4: <laughs> I feel bad about Sharon Osbourne as Miss
3: Havisha. Oh it was
1: and Kelly Osbourne was the M C and she was dressed up like Boy George, uh, nineteen eighty four with when he had the dreadlocks with Colored ribbon in his hair, that one. Karma and, Chameleon. Karma chameleon <laughs> She was really, she was kind of, that was sort of good. Anyway, oh. Chris. Hi. All right, let's get a play out of the way, because we're excited about Steel Magnolias coming to the Guthrie, and you cover both theater and movies.
4: Indeed. Um. And I did actually a story about Steel Magnolias about, are there, in a way the story was, are there real life Steel Magnolias uh how a community forms in a salon so oh I talked to Oh my
1: gosh, yes.
4: It was the greatest uh experience talking to stylists and customers about going through bad times and hard times and good times and one of them a woman named Katie Stellar who has a company called Stellar Hair Company said a really smart thing to me which was the cadence of visiting a salon is kind of perfect for dealing with big life events because eight weeks elapse and you've maybe got more perspective the next time you come in the last mm-hmm. time you're a mess but now you've sort of at least right. figured out how to proceed and mm-hmm. anyway so I wrote a story about this to time with the uh, opening
1: tonight of yeah. Some Magnolias*. oh is that when it opens tonight, tonight. And, and I think you know that's one of the attachments that you know girls women of whatever age you are that you first see still magnolias that resonates with you is because it's a very relatable thing, that beauty parlor experience, whether how, wherever you go or however you do it. It might be in somebody's house or whatever, but there is a... There's a multi-generational aspect yes, to it, where it's and,
3: all of these life and, moments coming together. Yeah. And in
4: this version, multicultural, it's a diverse cast. Yes. uh, uh van plays Truvy the Dolly Parton from mm-hmm. the movie role. Um, and the mom and daughter, Shelby and Malin, are both at Playbackers of culture. And too.
1: And have you seen a preview? And can you tell no, us? No, you I'm haven't going, watched it, You're going. We
4: have to wait till it opens. Because okay. they've been in, as you say, preview since yeah. Saturday. But yeah, I'm going this weekend. And yeah. I can't wait.
1: I, I, I can't imagine that it won't be good.
4: Yeah, you know, I think I, it's a fun play. And I read the play again when I was... Was it ready a play it.
1: before it was a movie?
4: Oh, yeah. Long it before was. it was okay, a
1: movie. Okay. See, I don't think a lot of, maybe a lot of people know that.
4: And it's based on the playwright's sister's life. His sister would be the Julia Roberts character from the movie. Oh, really? Whose family went through, through a that. fairly similar experience. And the play is all, unlike the movie, is completely set in the salon. Mm-hmm. Um, we go to the gravesite and other, right. uh, spoiler alert, right. other areas in the movie. But all of this is in Truvia's salon where they drop in to say hey all the yeah. time. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Did anyone from Steel Magnolias like win an Academy Award or get nominated? Or was somebody robbed? Or- Julia
4: Roberts was for sure nominated. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody won.
1: No. I, I think, was there like hoo-ha over Malin? All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, Stephen Diener, hosted the Unidentified Alien podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien podcast. Or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on uappodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer
0: and I'm Don McLean. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item.
2: A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, "This A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house."
1: being, or you know, like Shirley McLean or Sally Field because
4: the Shirley McLean role is a pretty great role, it is yeah. so good. <laughs> Sally Wingert is playing that at the Guthrie, so okay. she'll be good. She will be good. Honey. Um, I don't know, you know, I can't remember. It's always such a what else was happening in that year. I can't yeah. remember who else I don't remember there being a, anybody okay. was robbed, but okay. I do remember a feeling like, wow, this is a phenomenal uh, ensemble of female actors yeah.
1: do you think uh because olympia
4: dukakis is in it sally it? Field is in everyone it. Yes. is
1: so good i mean yeah. dolly parton steals the movie when she's on screen sam Shepard. i mean Darryl dolly Hanna? parton has so yeah, many Darryl. good lines yeah, the one she about, does. Not,
4: about natural beauty and actually the i think the cheap line is used in the in the movie i don't remember if it's actually from the play or if they borrowed it from her the thing about it it takes, takes a, lot. a lot
1: to look this cheap yeah yeah yeah
4: Anyway, it's 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 uh, packed with zingers, and I hope. All right, hope it's good.
1: Okay, so we're gonna see that it's gonna be here what through mid December or something like that. At yeah, the I want to say the fifteenth. Yeah, that seems like that would be a good, just a great show to go to. Yeah, with uh, friends or your mom or sisters or just a group of people, it just sounds like a fun night out. I agree.
4: Yeah, I think uh, the Guthrie started programming that kind of fun alternative to christmas carol because they did blithe spirit a couple years ago yeah which was the same
2: deal it's just like an evening of fun
1: yeah the um, uh,
2: winner that year was kathy bates for misery that when julia roberts was nominated for steel magnolias
1: oh, okay that's
2: who won but julia roberts was supporting right yes. and kathy mm-hmm. bates's lead mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. no it says here julia roberts best actress nominee really that's what it says wow hmm. yeah. she was for pretty women well, well,
3: anyway. <laughs> okay, Neither
1: here nor there. Yeah. There you go. Well, do <laughs> so you think that holds, and Kathy Bates deserved that Oscar? Because uh, I did not That's like that movie. That's a pretty that great movie. performance, though. I know, but I did not like that movie. Oh.
4: And she was one of those people who had been percolating around yeah, for such yeah. a long time and never That's really true. gotten chances. So I think they were
1: probably okay. smart to give it to her. All right. So I saw um, Cynthia. Is it Enviro. Arrivo. Arivo. Okay, Arrivo. I gotta learn her name because I know we're gonna meet her at the SAG Awards. But she was on Seth Meyers last night. He had the best lineup. He had Timothy Chalamet. Um wow. and then Cynthia Arrivo. Did she sing? No, she didn't sing, but was she delightful on the couch? And Seth even was showing different thing outfits that she's worn to different premieres of Harriet, and she is like all in on the fashion, and she's just like kind of like people are really gonna know her after this movie. Right? I am
4: interested to hear that because the reputation of her on Broadway message boards is that she's
1: crazy. Really? Oh, boy. Yes. She you, was are there Broadway message boards where people get bitchy that's oh like yeah. a Broadway Facebook? <laughs> I know of two. <laughs> really? And
4: she was intimately... Do you remember the whole deal with that show? It Was, was a she in The
1: Color Purple? Is that how... Or well, she, or she won a Tony she, for that. She won a Tony, okay.
4: But there was this musical on Broadway a couple seasons ago called Natasha Pierre and the Great Comet of 1812 that Josh Groban was in. And there was a big kerfluffle because Josh Groban was leaving. They were recasting the part with an actor of color who had been in Hamilton and then they ended up sort of shoving him aside and putting Manny Patinkin in. And then there was this kerfuffle and it ended up that neither went in and the show closed. And she on social media totally stoked the fires of that oh, whole battle. Oh, she did? Yeah. Well, Without, she, I think, knowing a whole lot okay, about Okay, well, maybe
1: she's gone through some co- coaching or hmm. whatever, but she was giving really delightful Good. couch last night. And um, you had a review in the Star Tribune on uh, Harriet.
4: Yeah, she's great in the movie. I kind
1: of Cannot believe that we've never
4: right had a,
1: a, a mini series or anything on Harriet Tubman. I mean, such every, it just it I kind mean- of blew my mind, and I think I.
4: It speaks to the institutionalized both racism and sexism of Hollywood. Right, I and guess That hasn't so. happened, because that is an amazing story. I mean, and the movie only really gets around to uh, one chunk of it. She was the a Civil Railroad. War spy. Yeah. The Underground Railroad, Railroad. But she was a Civil War spy. That's a whole other movie you could probably right. make mm-hmm. about Harriet Tubman. So, and, that this doesn't really get into much. But, 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 but,
1: but she, Cynthia is great. And she's great.
4: She's great. The movie's kind of only okay. okay. It's sort of conventional in biopic terms. I'm going to go see it anyway. That's the thing. I think you should. Because... I. People are really going to like her, and she's obviously going to be with us since she's making an Aretha Franklin you gave movie the
1: too. Say, oh, is she going to be Aretha?
4: She's Aretha. Oh,
1: that, I thought it was Jennifer Hudson who was Aretha.
4: Uh-uh, it's Cynthia Revo, and she's been appearing on some of her talk show appearances. She's been doing Aretha songs.
1: Oh, she has. Wow. So she's getting ready. Well, I I I guess for me, where I fell in love with her, and I was like, who is this actress? She was so great in the whatever uh, the last time Casino Royale.
4: Yeah, no. Bad Times
1: at the El Royale. That Royale. one. Oh, and yeah. I always get that title mixed up. But that is such a great, quirky movie, and she's fabulous in it. She's
4: wonderful in that movie, yeah.
1: So do you think that Harriet kind
3: of has the same thing? I think, like, Judy, Judy, where it's like, we get a great performance about the lead character, but the film itself is just kind of... But uh,
1: the performance makes up for the rest of the movie.
4: I would say that's kind of the case. Mm -hmm. I actually think Judy is a little bit better movie than Harriet is, but the... I mean, there's a whole monograph to be written on that that is essentially the history of the best actress category at the Oscars since time immemorial. Mm-hmm. Like, people win year after year for right. terrible movies that they're good in. Yeah, so. Okay. And this is not a terrible movie. It's just a, I think, okay
1: movie. Yeah. You wanted it to just be stronger or something.
4: Yeah. And I think it is hard to do these biopics because you have to decide okay, are we going to cover What's, the whole life? Right. Are we going to cover just one incident that's particularly illustrative? And they sort of uh, try to do both in a way that I actually think is probably smart, but it just makes it really yeah. hard to.
1: I, all right. Okay. Live. So, and that's in wide release. Harriet's yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Okay. All right. When we come back, uh, we're talking to. Chris Hewitt from the Star Tribune. Um he, this guy has also been giving interviews everywhere about his movie, uh All That you Made right. I think you should share your middle school flashback with this song yeah I'm coming back to you now
3: being in the middle school cafeteria because that's where they would have the dances and the boys and the girls wouldn't ask each other to dance so everyone would just kind of be swaying this was a big song this was a huge song all these sweet songs oh
4: I'm loving your hand cryogenic. I know. Oh my
3: god. Well
4: I I think our movie I can feel
1: it, Holly. I can feel the awkward embarrassment. You wanna dance, but if someone asks you to dance, you're gonna die. Yeah.
2: All right, Chris, our movie guy, what movie was it in?
1: Ooh.
4: Oh gosh. Is it that one with um, Michelle Pfeiffer and Robert
2: Redford? All right, sir, up close and personal. Not a good movie.
1: No. I don't even remember
2: it. They were news people. Oh, it's, uh, I forget what the, the it's, story they
1: were kind
3: breaking of was. Like My Fair Lady, but in the newsroom, where he wow. was like grooming the young Michelle Pfeiffer. Right. I love
1: both of those people, and I've never heard of that movie. It was a
4: big-ish movie that it year. Was? But yeah.
1: What year was it? Like in the 96 okay. okay. I was very single. <laughs> Just saying <laughs> didn't want know. to be tempting yourself with Bob. I never went really. I would not be. I didn't go to movies if I was single. I just didn't. You're not but, a solo movie. Well, I would be that, but I just yeah. I just would like uh, not see movies. And, well, plus it was a
4: love story. Why put yourself through that? They're gonna. I'm end sure up together I was and, on a
1: hot date or something, Chris. That's well, really what I'm thinking. Okay, good. Yeah, good. not you know who, you had
4: better things to do. That's
1: exactly right. Okay, <laughs> so we're talking about. Um, Movies that are opening this weekend, Ed Norton has been everywhere promoting this movie called Motherless Brooklyn. Please, give us a lowdown.
4: Well, he saved money on making the movie by doing virtually everything. He's the star of it, he wrote it, and he directed it. Oh my gosh. And it's based on a novel from 1999. Did you guys read that book when it came out? It was like one of the big books of that year. Mm -mm. It is about a guy, a much younger than Edward Norton guy, Mm -hmm. who kind of in an Oliver Twist way, as a kid was adopted by this crook who has turned these kids into kind of his investigators in a detective agency. And the character that Edward Norton plays has Tourette syndrome and he has this his tick is that people will say a word and he'll kind of riff on variations of that word until basically he gets to a place where he feels like it kind of makes sense to him. Mm-hmm. Which he does in the movie too. And he also has a photographic memory, which is good for a detective. So yeah. uh in the movie at the very beginning, his friend who's played by Bruce Willis uh, is murdered and he spends the movie essentially trying to resolve that murder in the same way that he tries to resolve sounds with his tick. So he, it takes place in the 50s. It looks beautiful in New York. Um, so we've got lots of shirtwaist dress, dresses mm. and the skyline is being transformed by a wicked industrialist played by Alec Baldwin. Oh, it's perfect to play a wicked industrialist. Yes. <laughs> the plot is a lot like Chinatown. Oh, okay. It's a city being transformed, and there's somebody who has kind of pervy tendencies who's somehow involved in the corrupt transformation of the city, and Edward Darden's trying to get rid to of it. Do you object
1: having shades of Chinatown,
4: or what? A little bit because, you know, make a new movie, but <laughs> okay. Chinatown is a great movie, and I think this actually uses those elements in a way that's pretty interesting and adds. The setting is completely different. This sort of jazzy, melancholy score is really beautiful. The mm-hmm. look of it is great. There's kind of an interesting romance. The cast is amazing. Cherry Jones is in it. Willem Dafoe is in it. Uh, Leslie Mann is really good in it as kind of a broken-hearted maul. She only has a couple of scenes, but I really I liked love her. her. I like her. She too, just and got I think cast she can do in things. something. Mm-hmm. Oh, good.
1: She got cast. She's going to start in the Amazon series The Power, which was based on Naomi Alderman's book. Oh, no, if you read book. The Power. Huh anyway
4: she's good in this so if you like okay. her you'd like it and also the thing i think i'd probably give it a slight bit of extra credit because nobody is trying to make these kinds of movies smart literate adult big scale movies anymore so
1: well he's very passionate about it i i heard it i've i've seen him on a lot and he's doing radio he's really doing a lot of it, it sounds like this was a uh passion project of his that he's been trying to get made
4: since the book came out, which was 20 years ago. Wow. And I think that's why the character who's the young man in the book is now Edward Norton's Norton. Norton <laughs> like, damn it, I,
1: I, I, optioned this book. I'm going to play I'm it. I'm still going to do it. Dude, and it's I, a
4: completely different plot too. So people who love the book should know that the, the character's similar, but it's a different setup. Is this a three-star? It is a three-star. Nice work.
1: And then Motherless Brooklyn, is that in wide release or is that just at a couple theaters? It's in wide release. It is. Okay. This sounds, I'm intrigued. I think you would
4: like it. I think even just on atmosphere alone, Mm -hmm. you would respond to it because it really kind of sets a mood.
1: Um, how about this movie? Oh my gosh! I mean, I've, I've, uh, Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe, The Lighthouse. Oh, it is weird. Is it weird? It House is really open? Weird.
4: In a kind of a good way, I think. Oh yeah, it's open. Okay. It's, I think it's only at the Landmark Theater. Okay. Uh, I can't remember if it's at the Lagoon or Edina, but um, it is. So the, it's almost, uh, with two very brief exceptions, it's basically just the two of them, and they play these. And guys, they're trapped
1: in a lighthouse.
4: Essentially trapped in a lighthouse. They go there for, uh, I think it's a six week shift. And Willem Dafoe is a veteran and Robert Pattinson is new at it. They sleep in the same bedroom, this cramped bedroom in the lighthouse and, uh, Crazy things start happening. One of them puts another one on the leash and leads him around like a dog. They kind of seem like maybe they trade personalities. What? There's a mermaid. Seagulls start dying.
1: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so it's weird.
4: It's crazy. Who
1: directed this? His name
4: is Robert Eggers. He made the movie The Witch that came out a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and this isn't black and white. It It is meant to look like it's a movie is from, it like, meant, say, the 20s. Is it
1: meant to be scary? I wouldn't say scary, or supernatural unnerving, or unnerving, maybe? Unnerving. Right. I would say
4: it's definitely unnerving. And uh, I've heard it described as a comedy. I didn't find it particularly funny. <laughs> mm-hmm. Some parts of it are, I guess, a little bit funny. Would but it be
3: more absurd? Like, you're not going to guffaw at this. You know, you're no belly laughs, but just some kind of mm, internal chuckles. I think
4: that probably could happen. And there are some. Uh, oh, I forgot to mention the weirdest thing, probably, about it. All or nearly all of the dialogue is lifted from Herman Melville books and from actual ship's logs. Oh,
1: Lord. (laughs) This movie's giving me a headache. I'm not going to go see it. I can tell you that right now. Bartleby the Scrivener. No. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. How about Gemini Man? Is that as bad as everyone says with Will Smith? I mean, he didn't do, he virtually did no promotion or marketing.
4: I do not think it's terrible. Okay. I think it's actually really well directed. There's, um,
1: well, then why did they promote this movie? Because it's doing nothing.
4: It has a big problem.
1: What is the big the problem? The big
4: problem is so Will uh, Smith plays the best hitman in the world who is aging and discovers at pretty early in the movie. So it's not a spoiler to give it away that the company that hires him has created a younger clone of him reasoning that the only thing better than the best man in the hit world, in the hitman yeah, business right. who's getting old is a younger version I, I
1: like that theory
4: and the younger version is played by a, a special effects de-aged version of will smith oh no and in the scenes where it's dark that works just fine right There's a scene in a cave okay no problem right but at the end of the movie there is a scene where young will smith and oh, old no. Will smith are walking on a college campus in broad daylight yeah and it looks like he's walking with like Grand Theft Auto, Will Smith. No. Or an animated version of Will Smith. It is terrible looking.
1: Oh, why?
3: So, right. so it just, that's you get bad. secondhand embarrassment <laughs> for Will Smith. A little bit. The fact that he's in this movie, walking next well, that to Maybe the, that's why he didn't <laughs> promote it, because there was
1: no promotion of the Gemini Man. But,
4: like, I do think it fills in a little bit of a gap until we get, you know, the next James Bond movie okay. or whatever, because it's one of those, it it's goes to action. Budapest, which huh? looks gorgeous. Gorgeous, yeah. And I would love to, to go
1: there, wouldn't you? Would totally, you? Totally. You I am go going there? there at Christmas
4: time. Oh, you are?
1: Oh, my gosh. And there's gosh, a scene gonna... in
4: Cartagena, which looks gorgeous. I do oh. like it when
1: there's like a good, like, when you can go on a travel log. It's a little bit of one of those. Yeah.
4: Um, and there's a thing in France, too. And it really is inventively put together. Ang, Ang Lee directed it, who's won two Oscars for Crying Out Loud, so he knows yeah. what he's doing. And there are some really, really smart choices. It's just the special effects thing does not work. That's and too makes bad me that they wouldn't have spent the, the money. Well, I think they did spend the money, but I just don't think the technology is quite there yet.
1: To do the de-aging I think so. Yeah. I know. I watched The Deuce last night, the finale, and they aged up James Franco's character. And I was just like, that is some bad makeup and (laughs) hair aging forward you yeah. know what i mean yeah. how about the terminator the new terminator are people going to go to that like crazy
4: i think they w- i haven't seen it but i okay. think they will i all think right. i mean people are ready for a terminator. and i think they're smart to emphasize that it's uh linda hamilton Hamilton,
1: but... i do too all right chris hewitt thank you work can we thank follow you. you on twitter
4: hewittstrib thank you thank
1: you thanks a lot we'll uh see you on the other side of
2: Julia Show here on My Talk 1071. Everything Entertainment. Thank you for joining us. We are going to talk movies today with Chris Hewitt. We are going to talk TV with Neil Justin. We're going to do a sing along. We've got our Friday picks. We've got Beat Shazam. And best of all, Lori's pickup lines.
1: Honey, you do, and
2: you do have some, don't you?
1: I do. And I okay. I went out on a limb and I, I got pickup lines. You know that you could use should you meet Celine Dion tonight or any other Canadian? Canadian, Canadian, do they involve provinces? (laughs) Poutine. One of them has a poutine Poutine. joke. (laughs) Okay, uh, I didn't know, and I just thought (sighs) people are excited. Celine Dion's Courage World Tour lands at the Target Center tonight. Uh, The last time she was in town was 2008. Wow. Because she's been in Vegas. And uh, so this is her second world tour. There's no opening act. I have it on good authority. Hello, Ross Rella, Pioneer Press.
2: Nor should there be.
1: Yeah, there's a DJ. On some date, she had Carly Rae Jepsen in Canada. Because they're both too Canadian. You know, blah, blah, blah. All right, all right. But she's having a DJ here at the Target Center and... uh, uh, doors open at 7.30, and Celine will probably come on about 8, 10, 8, 15, I'm thinking. And uh, the Kansas City star, I just looked where she was two nights ago in Kansas City. Well, let me tell you, I looked at all the Twitter. She is putting on, I guess, a really incredible show. She has a 17-piece orchestra. Wow. Ooh. And she is like vulnerable in a way that uh, it just I it seems very grateful and happy to be on this tour. Five wardrobe changes. There's a, a string quartet. There's, I guess some rearrangements of some of her classic songs and her vocal control. According to this critic was the most remarkable aspect of the 110 minute uh, concert. The theatrical notes she occasionally held, emphasize the sentiment of the lyrics rather than her vocal prowess so
3: she's beating her chest is what you're saying just yeah oh my out on stage
1: oh i'm no, so she excited kept her vocal afro- acrobatics to a minimum and she's endearingly goofy which oh. i love we love that about celine, celine, celine Dion. Dion. oh that is so exciting, <laughs> he, oh, is so exciting. He, i've never seen her i've heard Have you guys no, no donnie doesn't <laughs> uh, not a fan okay I, sorry I've heard
3: from people who have seen Celine Dion in concert that it is just, it is one of those really transcendent experiences. Like she'll get pushed into your top 10 or 20 concerts if you have. Yeah. Yeah, So I'm really looking forward to your review of the show. Do you see how sparkly I am You are sparkly. sparkly. I saw you in the hall earlier today and I was like, "Mm, Lori's kicking it up for Friday, just feeling zesty. (laughs) Feeling zesty, dressing
1: like it was last Friday and we're at MCAT all over again. That seems like a year ago now. Doesn't it? No. Yeah. <laughs> it's week. such a bubble intense fun crazy experience. So it does feel like almost like a trip. It does. Like you've gone somewhere mm-hmm. except we're working. Except we're but working. But we're doing fun things. But yeah. We're- <laughs>
2: but are we working? Are we really working? <laughs> yeah, we are. It's a it's yeah, a lot worry. of
1: work because we're we're all out of our regular routine and Like, you just go, okay, I I guess I don't need to watch 17 shows this morning to get ready (laughs) for my show. Right. You know, and that way it's kind of fun. It feels like a vacation because you just kind of like not watching a thing. Just going going with the breeze, Going, going with whatever is going to be happening that day. So my girlfriend who I'm going with, she's like, what are we wearing? I said, sparkles. Yes. Sparkly. Sparkle for Celine. Yeah, I think people will dress up for her. So another girlfriend and I were walking around the... Mall of America this morning, too cold to walk outside. Oh, we have reached that point. We kind have. that Ugh. wind was whistling. Usually we walk outside and we don't mind getting warm. I don't mind wearing long underwear, but the wind was whistling <laughs> this morning. And so we're like, let's walk inside. So we're walking, we're on the second level. All of a sudden we start seeing, primarily young women, mm-hmm. a line uh, it's starting at Morph, which is a makeup store right next to Nordstrom, where the Williams Sonoma used to be. Yes. And we keep walking. We keep seeing the line. And it's going around one S, it's going around another S. I mean, really? there's four or 500 people waiting in line. And we're talking, we got there at like 10. To nine. So like on a weekday, there's like almost 500 people there. So second second loop around, I asked uh, this gal, I said, what are you guys waiting for? And she goes, Jeffree Star's makeup goes on sale. Do you know who that is? Yeah, he's a makeup influencer. YouTuber. He He was like mm -hmm. the first person back in the day to be on MySpace with the most people. Yes, and he's very uh,
3: flamboyant and over the top. His makeup is really theatrical. But Was he there?
1: I don't think he was there because I then looked uh, after I got home. I just thought, oh, yeah, I know I know that name. And I looked and it seems to be like a nationwide launch of all these either new products or a full line of makeup but people were in line and i bet they sold everything that's crazy because you can buy it online
3: that speaks to me that jeffree star would have been there in person that i understand okay no because his
1: twitter thing was that you know we're going live yesterday so the countdown and i saw people were in line in new jersey and people were in line in Other cities. Well, I know
3: that some school districts didn't have school today, so that probably helped a lot with
1: young people being in line and waiting for their makeup kits. Yeah, and then I even saw uh, a group of guys, not 400, but maybe 20 waiting in line at the Nike store. So, I don't know what came out at Nike today, but. (laughs) A shoe drop. I guess. Things are popping (laughs) at the MOA. I'll say that. The hot place to be on a Friday morning at 10 (laughs) a.m. Oh, my gosh. And did you guys do anything last night? I mean, did you have any kids? Holly, you said you don't. Donnie? Half a dozen. Yeah,
3: it was. Yeah, was it. I was so I sad that there weren't that many kids, and my neighbors downstairs are the ones handing out candy. Yeah. But I did hand out a piece of candy to a little kid who was manically hitting the door, and then my neighbors weren't answering, so I like went downstairs in my pajamas, and he had walked away, and I opened the door, and he just came running, running back. So oh gosh, he's just like, I want my candy. Come back here. Yeah, but there are a lot of cute outfits out there, and like seeing everyone's. Children's outfits and your own costumes out there. Halloween is a spectator sport. It
1: really, your is. friend. Oh, Lori, I'm going to tweet this. Oh, of, the most uh, darling outfit. Uh, the little Henry dressed up. Uh, I got permission to tweet it as um, Elton John, and they took his play school car that you can push like a stroller. And the the dad rigged up some kind of a little piano that has recorded music, Tiny Dancer. Oh, Oh, that
2: was amazing.
1: People are so clever. And then Donnie also posted, um, first of all, the Heidi Klum getting into her prosthetics for her scariest Halloween transformation. What the heck is she supposed to be? She, I don't know, but she was frightening, and I give her props because nobody—I mean, the Kardashians are close second. They change a lot and hire people, but she really—remember when she dressed like the old 110-year-old woman? Yeah, she will commit to six hours of makeup. This she, was
2: twelve. Was this twelve? Twelve hours to make her look. It looks like a, a what they what they call the Borg on the old Star Trek. Next generation TV show. She's
1: inside out and shred. Uh, yeah. it, oh, she has tubes on her nipples. Oh yeah. my <laughs> gosh, it's unbelievable. <laughs> anyway, so you, if you haven't had a chance to look at, it, and she did it at the, at an Apple store, in New York City, in the window. That's where they sat and applied all this stuff. <gasps> oh, so you could watch you the could, transformation you were happen. It, so, mm-hmm. Oh, I gave it went a- to to Midler's party. Oh, well, fabulous because she, she was here
2: here's what they were lining up for Lori.
1: the jeffree star
2: jeffree star they weren't lining up to buy stuff they were lining up to get wristbands to, oh to he's see he's there yeah. tomorrow oh, got ah. it he's gonna be at, is it morph yeah morph Yeah, will be at morph jeffree star and shane dawson yeah they will be at morph tomorrow from noon to 12 30 oh, and those people were lining up this just morning to get the wrist just to try and